Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 124 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. This episode, we have the wonderful Molly from the Simply Vegan Podcast, and also from our company, so we know her well and have got hugely drunk with her. We are mates. Uh, to chat to us about all things plant-based before we head into Veganuary. We start off by discussing our past drunkenness, but quickly move on to actual food. We discuss what we're eating for Christmas, even though this is, as we all know, what Holly refers to as our perineum episode. So our tenses are all over the place while we discuss the stuff we eat, which allows me to talk through the legendary reason why I love sprouts so much. But it also means we can ask what actual vegans eat for Christmas and, whisper it, it doesn't actually sound that bad. Then we cover a ton of must-know topics for those of us facing Veganuary, such as can we eat figs? And is vegan cheese any good? Favourite quote at this point, nothing makes me sadder than vegan cheese. Molly then explains how to make tuna out of chickpeas, which blows our tiny minds, and talks us through her favourite vegan meals to give us a bit of inspiration. Importantly, she tells us what puddings and sweet things are intentionally or accidentally vegan. But we also have a small ulterior motive here as Molly joins us because she's going to be running the London Landmarks Half Marathon in March and she wants our advice on running. So we eventually get on to some running chat, answering a few of her worries and questions about her training up to that first half marathon. And for podcast keeners, you'll be able to hear me and Holly over on the Simply Vegan podcast at some point in January, gassing on at length with a load of training tricks and tips for our favourite vegans. You can win a pair of Brooks Ghost 14 GTX worth £140 by entering our podcast-only competition. 
These are the waterproof winter version of their brilliant ghost shoes with special Gore-Tex technology. You lovely lot can win a pair by going to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash podcast competition and answering a super simple question. Good luck. Do join us on Patreon because we've got a couple of new benefits when you subscribe and that's from just £2 a month. There are weekly newsletters, bonus episodes and you can listen ad-free too. Just go to patreon.co.uk forward slash women's running to find out more. Like, to be honest, we want to, we just want to um, pick your brains about what, what you eat. I want you to tell us what we should eat, but I want to know okay. what you eat so that we've got like, like, I'm just, <laughs> you know, it's just because we know that you're a normal person and, and it's like, yes. you're not like a scary vegan. So we want a non-scary vegan so that you could kind of, sort of <laughs> say, this is what I eat. This is what it tastes like. It's not horrible. I mean, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, I should I'm, really introduce you. I you hate scary vegans. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, uh, how do I even introduce you? I guess what we say is like, you know, we are joined today by lovely Molly. Not to be confused Me. with Holly. Yay! Um, <laughs> Lush Molly from Simply Vegan, who we know with the Simply Vegan podcast, but also VFL. But um, we know Molly really, really well because we got hammered with her last year at an awards do. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Somebody has so actually drunk. already written in about that. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, really? But no. somebody, somebody wrote in to say... I listen to both Women's Running and Simply Vegan podcasts and no. I'd already clocked that you guys might be friends because of talking about getting hammered with Mole on the way back from the BSME Awards last year. I feel like I'm getting a reputation for myself because all I talk about on the podcast is how I'm like really trying to curb drinking. Not that I have a problem, but I just, I think it's the time of year. I just love having a glass of wine and just drinking excessively so yeah I know our listeners know that as well so that's great Molly same <laughs> don't worry you're in good you're in good company I actually had a yesterday I had to have a forced evening of no wine because I was, I was like this is getting a bit this is getting bonkers now I need to schedule in a wine free night <laughs> so that I don't so that I don't feel like I'm losing control come Christmas because it's I'm, just... I, I, yeah I had the same I was just like I don't know if I actually want a glass of red wine, but I know that next week I'm going to want a glass of red wine. So I don't want to overdo it and start not enjoying the taste of red wine. So I'll just have a night off this evening and then we'll start back next week. A good move. I'm doing the same. I'm going to have a mulled wine tonight because I'm going to I'm going to the Longleat Christmas lights tonight, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I seen the other day on Facebook that. Um, I think the red panda cubs died in the rain. Not in the rain. They didn't. I die saw in the rain. that in the cold. I saw yeah. this morning. I have to admit. In fact, perfect timing to have a vegan on the pod with us here today, because <laughs> as an animal activist, Mol, I'm putting you in that in that box okay. immediately. Um, Put me in there. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about that? Because I am a veggie, and I always find zoos a bit mm. of an awkward one and I don't tend to go to the zoo because I feel like it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. I feel it, it makes me feel a bit weird but Longleat 
I've always watched Animal Park with Ben Fogel. And haven't we all? Haven't we all? I love it so, <laughs> so much. And um, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Longley and I haven't included Longley as mm. in the same bracket as kind of evil zoos. And I suppose because they have lots of lots of space and they've tried to recreate the natural habitats as much as possible. And it's feels less kind of invasive than like looking through the glass at something just kind of driving yeah. through a thing but I did feel really awkward and conflicted especially going too longly later today when I saw literally just this morning about those two panda cubs I mean I don't know how to feel about it because I suppose they may well have died in sub freezing temperatures in the wild yeah. more likely but it made me feel awkward and sad yeah, it's really... a hard one I think I'm in I'm in the same bracket as you are I wouldn't necessarily go to a zoo so I went to Bristol Zoo um maybe about five six years ago and I remember going and being like this is actually really sad I'd like it's scarred into my brain I remember Bristol Zoo was mine too that made me like it was the gorilla I saw him there and he was just like just like clinging on to the sort of like bar not barbed wire fence but like sort of like metal fencing you say and he just looked so depressed and I was just like you know what I don't think this is this is great but I'm on board with Longleat I agree I think you're sort of you're the one in the cage and they're gawping at you do you know what I mean it's kind yeah, of like the role reversal how it feels. that is kind of <laughs> yeah. how it feels <laughs> yeah I think and I just think with the Cubs it's just it's really um unfortunate and I I I got to admit, I only sort of read the headline. I didn't actually read the story. For, I'm also um, fully admitting that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it could have been circumstances that were out of the control. My partner, who's also vegan, he was saying that apparently um, pandas are really, um, like, it's hard to take their young off them. So if they were sort of outside in the cold, like, they they might not have been able to take the cubs off them to protect, like, the... Um, yeah. The, long lead workers I mean like wouldn't have been able to take the cubs off their mum but I'm not sure this is just me speculating yeah I'm no, not a I red panda that, expert that yeah welcome to the podcast Molly Pickering red panda <laughs> expert um yes <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's all got a little bit sorry yeah. that was um, fully my I, I I started us down a road there no, 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 quite all right. But also, we let's we need to uh, be clear about when this podcast is coming out, which is not before Christmas, but after Christmas. After oh, Christmas, so, okay. This is our perineum episode, Hall. Yes, this is indeed the Esther and I like to refer to this period of the year as the the perineum or the gooch of Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I love this. It's the awkward bit between two things. Uh, (laughs) yeah that you're like what is it it serves no purpose and it's sort of undefinable it's It's just a couple of days off work yeah Yeah. i'm loving i will be love well no i am loving i know future me is loving this time off right now yes yeah agreed we're 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 sitting with a <laughs> we've got a glass of vino we've got oh, yeah mm. a jacket potato for me my post christmas joy meal would be mm. jacket potato cheese beans and the leftover red cabbage that's my favorite oh thing. red cabbage Ooh, i've not yes. heard that one. oh god i love red Isn't cabbage. It the best? so good it's the best it really really upsets me when people don't know how to cook red cabbage like it's yeah it, it's not hard come on guys 
Oh, yeah. it's brilliant. Come it's like on, making it isn't it? It's just wonderful. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. I love the pickly bits. But yeah, <sighs> what are you guys having for your Christmas that you have in Turkey? I'm not going to judge you, I promise. This is a very good question <laughs> that we've not discussed yet on the pod. We so haven't discussed. I am. We haven't discussed this. I will have had, um, mm-hmm. at this point, um, <laughs> a Wellington thing. So nice. I think because I'm doing Christmas with shay taylor first and then we're going christmas shay doug's family afterwards love um it double crimbo i'm really excited about it um that means that i want to create minimal fuss for the for the mums as i possibly can so i think my mum has ordered a it's um i think it's a cook though as I always like to say on the pod, Ooh, other other ready meal brands are available <laughs> for, and any anyone may contact us for sponsorship if they would like. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, but if Cook <laughs> wants to, oh my Lord, oh please, my God. please sponsor us, Cook. Um, but um, I've got like a mushroom, I think it's portobello mushroom. Mm. I think there's maybe a celeriac puree in there. There's some sort of a uh interesting cheesy thing maybe is in there too Ooh. there's it it's it sounds amazing like a sort of m- m- wellingtony nut roasty thing in pastry that lush actually you know very, what? very nice mm-hmm. anything in pastry i think <laughs> i you could you could wrap a fist in pastry and i'd eat it oh yeah same <laughs> like, i'm fully fully with know, you there yeah like if you just put a bit of gravy on that done <laughs> i'm i'm in heaven yeah i'm, I'm done yeah okay well look, look more, more to the I've, point and the reason why we've got you here molly explain what you all have for christmas said what you're having okay oh, yeah what am but i you haven't said what you're having us say i'm, I'm yeah. ashamed. 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 force force okay we're having capon <laughs> which tends to oh what's that i know exactly it gets people going who if if no if you've been born after 1950s you don't know what it is but it's <laughs> it's a it's a cockle. is it lots of birds stuffed inside each other no 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 it's just one chicken it's a chicken oh. but it's a boy chicken so it's oh. it, it's a boy chicken that has i don't know grown big so it's 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 not cruel it's not a cruel thing it is a free-range animal but it's it's so that you don't you either spend 60 or 70 pounds on a turkey or you spend Mm. 30 quid on a large chicken and they're both the same weight so we're getting chicken so it's and arguably they kind of taste quite similar don't they that's very that's very similar and actually um, it's so dry and nasty in my opinion Exactly. Chicken doesn't dry out in the same way that turkey does. So it's a bit easier to cook in a way. Um, so, yeah, so we're having mm. that. Pigs in blankets, loads of meat, big meat sweats going on. Um, and my gravy, because <laughs> well, my gravy is amazing. Like wine in it. Um, <laughs> and an absolute shit ton of sprouts because they are my absolute favourite. Oh, so. Aren't they just amazing? I'm oh, so happy you like here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sprouts are one of my favourite parts of the Christmas they, dinner. Yeah. Oh, they are so have good. Have I told you guys so why? Have I told you why I like sprouts? I must have told you, oh, Hall. Go on. Have I told? Have I, I told so. you about? Have I, I must have told you about my link to I sprout. Have, I've heard your sprout <laughs> origin story. No, I know. I feel like I've not got one. I kind of want one. Sprout origin yeah. story. <laughs> so my, I believe it was my great grandfather was the sprout king of Bedfordshire. Did I not tell you that? Stop it. Yes. No. Yeah. Are we in the presence of royalty? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, are you the, are you the sprout, sprout princess? 
Um, I, I think it could be said I'm at least a you know a duchess, if not a princess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd want to be a, a duchess count. over a princess. That's responsibility. <laughs> a marquis. Yeah, true, true. But yes, um, Sprouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're in the family. They're in, they're in the lineage. So um, yeah, somewhere wow. back there was owned a Sprout farm. So there you go. Oh, it was okay. So that's what constitutes a Sprout King owning the Sprout yes. farm. Yeah, what else would it okay. be like? <laughs> would it be living in a Sprout Castle or something? <laughs> yeah, I wondered whether I, it yeah. might be something like that, wearing a crown of sprouts. Yeah. A, a crown, I was picturing the crown of sprouts. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe I never knew him. We don't know. We can't yeah, it could it could well be the case. Can't verify. Was... No. Let's can't, say can't. if there's no if if we can't verify that we're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do you know? Crown of sprouts. Yeah. Yes. It hundred yeah. percent sure it was. I'm absolutely mm. sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll check on yeah. Um Yeah, that's me. But what does a vegan have for Christmas lunch? Oh, more or less every. Well, not everything. Obviously, not everything the same. But I'm going to have a turkey style roast. I'm going to get this from Marks and Spencer's. All other turkey style roasts are available. Nice, that's this one. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> got you back. <laughs> This one is so good. We had it last year and it's enough for sandwiches the next day. Maybe enough for, you know, the late night when you're a bit drunk. Like, oh, just have a slice of that because you just, you need more food, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then just like the typical, you know, roasties. I'm going to be having sprouts, probably maybe even a potato gratin. I'm not a big oh. fan of potato gratin, but my boyfriend is and he just, he has to have roasties and potato gratin. So, you know. Let's get on board. Oh, I'm um, on board with that. Ways. Big to mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, potato um, two ways might might have to happen ways. for me as well this year. I'm a bit jealous yeah. of that. And vegan as well. So just be doing it with like, make a, I, I don't actually know how to make a potato gratin, but I'm assuming it's like a roux and then cheese on top. That's what I think it is. And would you use vegan cheese mole? And if so, what is your, what's your, who are you backing? Okay, so... If you are a fan of the show, you'll know that nothing makes me sadder than vegan cheese. It is, this is, I, I, I shouldn't, I'm probably the wrong person to be asking about how to like have a success, oh, feel the successful right because <laughs> Yeah, we need to hear I, this, these truths be laid down. Yeah. <laughs> the best vegan cheese that you want to get is the artisan vegan cheese because that, that is delicious. Those ones are the ones that you want to be getting. They're about five to maybe 10 pounds a block but they are great supermarket cheeses they just Wank. don't do it for me yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is just oh gosh it's just all the things that i so basically when i ate dairy i didn't like cheese anyway i kind of only liked mozzarella like very mild sort of not cheeses that didn't actually taste like cheese mm-hmm. they had to be melted and with like loads of chutneys that was oh i hear you that was yes that was me, but mm-hmm. I like I'm never that person to sort of grab a a block of cheese from the fridge and start gnawing at it like a mouse. Oh, that's Doug. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that's, is ugh, Doug. I Doug did that last night, and I was really disappointed there was no cheese left for my sandwich today. Oh he no! Honestly, will will like midnight snack on a block block of oh, cheese? No. Does yeah. that give you nightmares? Uh, sorry. Actually, he did tell me that. He had, sorry, this is a quick aside, but he did yeah. tell me that he had a dream last night where he um, was wrapping himself up like a human burrito. 
It's the cheese. So it could be the cheese. <laughs> it's the cheese. That's what that is. That'll do it. <gasps> Does that mean that vegans don't uh, have nightmares? I have nightmares all the time. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we should ask. I think we should set up some kind of thing and find the, out. The, the question life, not enough people are life asking. Is a, our life okay. is a nightmare because you have to witness all the animal cruelty. <laughs> oh, well done, Mol. Yeah, it sounds like I'm joking. Oh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, there is there is genuinely <laughs> some animal cruelty in the world that vegans yes. do get to avoid, which is a very good plus that we haven't actually really spoken about. We've talked about mm. health quite a lot. Um, we had a nutritionist on, and we asked her some advice last in the last podcast episode, I believe. Esther, would that have been the last next. one, or is that next. coming up? Next. Coming up. Okay, so in next week's podcast episode, (laughs) we've spoken to a a nutritionist about who's given us some some tips and tricks about our health. But I think we haven't really discussed the kind of environmental or animal welfare aspects of veganism yet on the pod. And I think those are really important factors that I'm quite excited to feel like I'm making a bit more of a difference towards, you know? Yeah, I think when you go vegan, you kind of like automatically think that um, you're saving, you know, the typical pig from or cow or whatever from going into um, the like slaughterhouses and all that stuff. But I think what I've only really recently since joining um, Vegan Food and Living as well, realized that how much sort of land and water use is required for rearing animals, even Mm -hmm. like dairy cows and stuff like that like because i think i wish i knew the facts like straight off the top of my head that would make me a level 11 vegan but i'm just not there yet i think it's (laughs) i think it's something like 60 percent of soy is grown to feed animals um and then the remaining like 40 percent or whatever is for tofu but you always kind of heard like anti-vegans like well all the soy that you're growing is deforesting all of the forests yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that that is actually being grown to feed animals um and then there's obviously land use for industrial farms you know there's you know acres and acres and acres and land which are just used to rear animals and then there's water usage as well um and then obviously you have all the methane and stuff coming from um, cow farts. I wish it's I was going to talk so about well cow then. Farts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mole, that was re- that was that was really good. We can double check as well. Any, um, I, I always do this. <laughs> if I'm I, wrong, I always say. Esther, put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know she does. <laughs> yeah, just link to just link to Vegan Finland. Vegan Finland is a very good source. Little cheeky plug there for a uh, yeah, good plug for good the plug. website. Yeah, <laughs> do check the Vegan Finland Living website. I I do that on the reg actually i did it the other day because Thanks. i can't Are remember you just oh, saying that no genuinely i was looking up <laughs> um about figs yes ah, oh my god a revelation yes. yeah is this, is this the wasp thing yes i only found this out this summer yes yeah, not that i'm an shocking. avid fig eater but so does that mean yeah, so vegans have... don't eat figs some don't no. i suppose no more militant ones if you're plant-based you might eat them it depends on your sort of strictness i think if you're like fully committed vegan 
then you wouldn't. But if you're more plant-based, then So explain, Molly, explain why you wouldn't eat a fig if you were proper vegan. Because, again, I wish I... I don't know the exact plant or whatever that basically figs are grown because of a wasp if i'm right a wasp goes into a flower and then it dies inside the flower and then that flower then sort of grows around it and then a fig is grown it sounds like something out of a fairy tale book i don't really understand it it's bizarre but yeah, i think basically it's got a dead wasp are, inside figs are partly dissolved wasp aren't they it's yeah a bit, bit gross but yeah. yeah i hope no one's eating but a fig right now that? while but they're listening if, juicy if, figs not in season they shouldn't be eating them yeah, not in but like, <laughs> right i don't understand the issue with eating figs if a wasp has just sort of died in a kind of placid kind of like no one has stabbed that wasp to death to create food it's just part of it has become food i mean what's the ethical mm-hmm. issue i think I also had this question as well. Um, but I think, obviously, if you have a farm that's solely like an industrial farm that's growing figs, I don't know whether they're sort of enticing the wasps into these flowers and then forcing them to die. I'm not 100% sure. As I said, this is very new to me. I yeah. was, I was, did not have the knowledge of figs that I now have. Um, so, yeah, it's one to look up maybe put it in the show notes there's an article yeah there you go (laughs) i also feel that there must be an argument here for do vegans not eat even animals that are bastards because wasps are oh i see bad bastards right okay well wasps are absolutely there's no debate that wasps are bastards I have the worst wasp fear in the world. I can't, I can't cope with them. If I'm, if I'm sitting on sort of like, usually when I'm sitting down on like grass or in a field, whatever, there's just everywhere, a wasp, a yeah. wasp, a wasp. And I know they're endangered and well, it's actually bees that are endangered, isn't it? Wasps are yeah, the ones that are fine. Are, that's why they're extra bastards. There's not even any reason. Yeah. So <gasps> don't even say that. Plain devil's advocate oh. here. But no, you no no, fig, no get no, those fig farms. I say, go, <laughs> <laughs> go and look at a video by Chris Packham about how amazing wasps are, and then you won't hate them quite so much because there oh, is a really? reason for wasps to exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasps, okay, wasps are wonderful another, creatures. There's going to be some serious, serious uh, references for today's episode, but we'll see if we can find <laughs> the Chris Pack, Chris Packham on wasps as well to go in the. <laughs> Show I feel notes. like I need to look. I need to look at these show notes. I'm not as quizzed up. Holly, who is my co-host on Simply Vegan, she she's the one that always has the info. Like she knows it all, and I'm just there to make people laugh and to swear. And Mole, that's <laughs> we're we're we are soul sisters. I love that. I'm just I'm the bit on the side, <laughs> the jester, and I'm fine with that. So when it comes to sort of the like info i don't know but i'll give it my best shot and i'll but the, you know but yeah. we don't need I'll you direct to everyone in. to the <laughs> we, we don't need you to come in being massive expert what we need is your experience that's why you're here because i know that you yes. didn't you haven't always yeah. been vegan so it's like so yes, and, and me and holly are very very worried about like holly i feel like has is um way way ahead of me because 
she's already vegetarian. So she I'm isn't a mock meat bothered queen. about. She is a mock meat queen. Yeah. So I'm a mock meat queen. So <laughs> yeah. But it's like I want to know from your experience. Like we're heading towards veganuary. We're quaking yes. in our boots. We don't know what to eat. We don't. I don't know what to have instead of tuna salad. I don't. You know. I have the same thing every day. What? Like <laughs> how do you go? How do you go vegan? How did you go vegan? What did you do? What did you cut uh, out? So I, when I went vegan, when I went vegan, I more or less went vegan overnight. Um, I had a funny story. Basically, I went vegan to make my boyfriend love me. Three years later, <laughs> we are in a happy, committed relationship. Yay! So it obviously works. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I obviously cared about the environment and animals or whatever. So it was just, you know, the, the, the correct step that I was taking. Um, but... I think my sort of biggest advice would be look at foods that you enjoy eating now. So did you say you eat chicken a lot, Esther, yeah. or was it tuna? Yeah, both. Both those things. Chicken or tuna? Both. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Because there are meat alternatives for chicken and tuna. Um, the tuna one isn't as great, I think. Yeah, I don't um, think I'm going to do that. There's... You're not going to do the chickpea tuna? The the tuna, yeah. Whenever I see cans of fake tuna, that really turns my stomach. I don't know why, but it, that, that in particular seems like a, a weird thing to eat. But the fake chicken, I'm, I'm on board with, it's, I think. The the fake, yeah. Fake tuna isn't as great. Um, chickpea tuna is quite good, though. So if you just mash up loads of chickpeas, um, add some sort of seaweeds, mayonnaise, lemon, bit of dill, um, some caper juice, and it... Uh, it doesn't taste like traditional tuna, but it kind of gives you that um, the slight fishy taste it has, the texture of it. It's quite good um, on a jack potato. I love it in a sandwich um, mm. with some lettuce, mayo. It is so that's sort of like that could fill a hole. That genuinely if, sounds. I don't really like tuna, and I reckon I would. I would eat that. That sounds lush. It's so good. You've just got to make sure to add loads of lemon, like loads of things that you would traditionally like associate with fish. So mm-hmm. you know, like dill, lemon, salt, um, like capers and stuff like that. Yeah. All of those things that kind of like give you, and obviously seaweed as well. Um, chicken, oh, chicken's so easy. There are so many like fake meat chicken alternatives out there now. But also if you're not sort of, keen on having fake meat which i admit that i don't really eat that much fake meat in the weeks i tend to be um maybe sort of like mainly like whole food plant-based and then other days i'll have like you know fake chicken or whatever mm-hmm. um but my favorite fake chicken brands can i say them can i list them yeah go do it, it do it yeah yeah we're going we're going for it. Um, so this isn't chicken is really good. You can get that either. I think you can get it frozen or you can get it um, in the chilled aisle. Um, oh my god, there's so many meatless farm, um, the vegetarian butcher, uh, also great. Um, you've got you've got kids, haven't you, Esther? The only thing I would say is a lot of these packets there. Um, 
they're not good for big families because they're quite small so and they can only have like one or two portions um but i suppose it's only probably you're going to be doing veganuary or yeah. all of the family going to do it i'm not going to force the kids to do it i mean i've already got a very fussy son so there's no way that i can stop him eating yeah. mm-hmm. what he eats because he only <laughs> eats five things he can continue to eat those five things so i don't think it's fair to <laughs> force veganism on him i'm just eating apples but um <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i think um yeah that's a good chat but if you're sort of not keen on having the fake meat, then mushrooms are a really, really good chicken alternative. Mushrooms are a really good meat alternative in general. You can do fish, you can do beef, you can do chicken. Um, that's the only things you can do with them, but it's just so good. Mm-hmm. I love mushrooms, oyster mushrooms particularly. Those are the ones that will give you like that chicken um, texture. They're very juicy. Yeah, really, really good. You can get them in Tesco. I think you may be able to get them in Morrison's. You just got to have a look at because they're more of like specialty mushrooms. They might not have stock, but if you have a green grocer's near you, they they will tend to have them. Um, I'm very lucky in Bristol because I'm in the vegan capital, basically. So I have <laughs> you are. all of these lovely things on my doorstep. That's a, yeah. so it's just like everyone should go vegan. But it's just like, no, Molly, it's really easy for you to go vegan. Like my mum, she lives in the arse end of nowhere in Wales. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I go there and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm on bananas and courgettes for the rest of my time here. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I can imagine that, was that actually you know what what stopped me in the end because I was vegan for 6 months in I think it was 2019 and then over that summer because I started in veganuary and then I managed to keep it yeah. going um and then awesome. uh thanks babes and then <laughs> my dad got really ill in the January uh, sorry in the in yeah. the summer and um and so I kept having to go home and my parents actually don't live in the arse end of nowhere. They live just outside Cheltenham, but right. it was just the fact that living in a city, having the ability to get your hands on basically anything that you wanted via Deliveroo or in a, yeah. in a big supermarket or from a little, from a, a cute green grocers or from a, like there was, it was never too far to go to basically kind of get my hands on anything I fancied. And then yeah. as soon as I was back spending quite a lot of time at home, my selfishness took back over and I was like, I, they just have a, have a Tesco's nearby, which does have some quite good stuff sometimes. Uh, the stock is far better now as well. than I think it probably was yeah. even, even kind of three and a half years ago. But, um, I just, yeah, I think it's a, a very good point that I haven't thought about that the the more um, kind of built up the area that you- Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. you live in is the easier it is going to be it is tough to to go vegan out of the blue when you don't have access to 
a glorious Satan chicken burger for five minutes from um, your door or something. I literally can look out of my room and I'm staring at my favorite restaurant. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so easy and I need to remember that. Like Holly um, Johnson, who I do the podcast with, obviously you know who Holly Johnson is, but for anyone listening. Um, yeah, shout she out to lives Holly Dawson. Johnson, who is not very well, so yeah. isn't joining us today She's, on the pod. Yeah. Yes, oh. get well soon, Halls. Get well soon, Halls. Um, she, she, she'll be better by now, hopefully. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, she lives in Dorset Dorset yeah yeah Dorset or Dorchester I don't know if they're the different places anyway again. Dorset when I was very little did you I did not a lot of vegan food I imagine not that you're probably checking that no I don't think I particularly cared about much other than mashed rusk because I was quite small (laughs) I love that I love that we all love a mashed rusk um (laughs) <laughs> in fact but yeah vegan, she so. really struggles <laughs> no she really struggles um finding sort of like the things that i'm like oh my god have you tried this have you tried that she's like no i've got you know all of these just vegetables and fruit so that forces her to get really creative with it mm-hmm. and i think you as you said that you sort of eat the same sort of five meals or whatever and i would just say use this time it's probably gonna sound really patronizing what i'm about to say but use this <laughs> use this time to get creative with what you're cooking because mm-hmm. i think me going vegan i i was very much the same i was just you know chicken stir fry whatever like maybe steak one night or you know you just kind of get reliant on similar meals um but now i'm just like i need like i'll have one sort of recipe that I'm hooked on for say like a week or a bit and then I'm just like I need another one I need another one and it just kind of it really specifically being vegan as well it, it kind of forces you to look at like I don't know a butternut squash and be like okay what am I going to do with this am I going to roast it am I going to blend it and make like a creamy pasta with it am I going to put it in a dessert you know there's so many ways that you can cook with simple ingredients that you might sort of I don't know if you were eating meat maybe just sting it on the side with some chicken or steak or whatever yeah mm-hmm. so which leads That's me on to really my next question point. very good point it leads me on to my next question which is like um what are your favorite meals like what are your favorite like top three vegan meals that are simple mm. that are easy to do okay so, so oh, I love a pasta love a pasta um I think that is my go-to especially in the week I you know finish work or whatever I don't want to be slugging over a uh, hob and cooking I just want something easy um so I would do kind of like a roasted tomato and pepper um sauce so I would do roasted tomatoes peppers onion um some garlic bang that in the oven salt and olive oil for about 30 minutes until like it's almost burnt um and then yeah you want the you want the smokiness yeah um maybe oh and a chili in there i don't know how you guys are with heat but i love Love it yeah i love a bit of chili (laughs) yeah chuck a chili in there that will also kind of like it won't be so hot it'd be quite sweet um put that in a blender with some cream some nutritional yeast i know we spoke about nutritional yeast on friday at a christmas party (laughs) and we did go down well no i'm not a nutritional yeast I, I I don't have nutrition yeast in my house. I don't know why. I just I never got onto it. I think mm-hmm. some people are like, I'm gonna put it on my toast and I'm just what? not that person. 
I know. No, what did, I simply couldn't. If I got it right in the, um, like my understanding of it is that it's kind of, it adds like an umami flavour. It's like, is it like adding stock cube or something to something? Um, it's a bit cheesy, yeah. isn't it? It's cheesy. I wouldn't add it to like, um, I if I was going to use it, I would add it to like cheese sauces. Um, I wouldn't add it to like, I don't know, a curry or like a bolognese or something like that but i know people do i think it's just you can get different flavors of nutritional yeast as well um and it it is really good for you but i just i'm not a fan i've just not okay. got onto it so, so you would don't feel pressured put nutritional yeast in your sauce would you do like a vegan cheese alternative or something um i would just put cream Normally, I wouldn't put a cheese in, but if you were going to use a cheese, as I said, you know, the artisan cheese are a bit nicer. But if you were going to get a supermarket cheese, Cathedral City, they've just launched a new vegan one. It smells disgusting when it's cooking, but it's delicious. Oh, I say okay. delicious. It's, it's better than the others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. So that is the one. And it crisps. It like it. It melts really good and it's mm. um it sort of gives knowing cheese is slightly burnt. Yeah. This is me like remembering cheese. Um <laughs> and it sort of goes like slightly crispy. It has that to Oh, it. okay. So that's, that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's the okay. kind of one. It's not the slimy, like stick into the roof of your mouth like other typical supermarket yeah. cheeses. Yeah. Mm. That's not good. But back to the pasta sauce. I yes. feel like I'm on a cooking show. I no, love do this. it. Do I love it. this too. It's my dream. <laughs> it's my dream to be on a cooking show. I feel like we should all immediately oh. contact Channel Four after this. <laughs> oh yes, please. Um, what else do I put in this sauce? I put a little bit of um, like stock water stock, but water stock. You know what I mean? Dissolved in water. Um, a little bit of cream. Blend that up, and then I just put that through some lovely pasta whatever shape it's up to you um mm. and then just have that with some rocket oh and if you wanted some more protein you could probably add some chicken bits in there fry some up um and put that through and that'll sort of give you the protein or tofu how are you that guys on tofu good. i do like tofu but i do find that i have to marinate it in something interesting mm. so you know yeah. when like I don't know. I feel like we've all had a weird tofu experience where somebody's just like thrown it into a stir fry or something. I think I yeah. need to have marinated it in soy sauce and chili or like mm. I've tried actually more. That's one thing that I tried that fish thing you were on about with once where I did like white wine and capers and um, mm. and marinated the tofu in that. And then it did taste slightly kind of fishy. And that was quite nice. I think yeah. I then battered it and turned it into fish fingers or something. I can't remember. Yeah, tofu is mm. really good for fish. If you if you freeze tofu and then defrost it, it alters the um, texture, so Ooh. it becomes slightly more um, like flaky and fibrous, um, making it really good for um, fish. I if I'm doing that, I'll sort of have like fish tacos, and <sighs> I will cut the cut the freeze the tofu, defrost it, squeeze all the water out of it, make sure all the water is gone because. Um, it just makes it really soggy. Mm -hmm. um, wrap it in some seaweed, some nori sheets, slightly batter it, uh, or you can breadcrumb it. But I mean, let's just go all, let's go whole hog, let's, let's batter, batter it. it. Yeah, let's put it in some <laughs> deep fried oil. Um, and yeah, some, you know, pickled red onions, some Ooh. lettuce, coriander, delicious. 
Oh my god! That sounds oh my god, amazing! Because the thing is, yeah, I, I will be I having do, that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I do like tofu, but Dave doesn't, and I'm just not prepared mm. to be making like the two a meal meals. For the kids. You're the one I yeah. But it's a meal for the yeah. kids, then a meal for me, then a meal for Dave. So I, it means I just have to sort of let go of any kind of tofu pretense. But but give me, I need some other meals because. Particularly because like my thing is that I am I don't eat that much carbs in the evening. And so what I'm mm-hmm. one of my little concerns about veganuary is that I will end up replacing protein with carbohydrate. So I'll end up having pasta and sauce or I'll end up having, you know, potato and something yeah. or other. Whereas what I'm used to having yeah. is kind of meat and veg. So I'd be interested to know what you have like as your protein, as a big chunk of protein if that's what you're gonna be having. Like, what would you have? Yeah. If it wasn't tofu? Um, so it does get a little bit complicated because obviously a lot of the fake meats, they, I think they are quite high in carbohydrates. Um, I wouldn't know, like, off the top of my head, but I know that, um, oh, is Satan low carb? Let me just double check I this quickly. I don't know because <laughs> it's so freaking good. Is it? But I feel like it must be bad. <laughs> it can get, it's, it's, is low. Yes. Okay. So Satan mm-hmm. is quite low in carbohydrates. It would involve you making some. So what I would suggest is kind of, do you batch cook meals? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose you could just do this when you're batch cooking, um, is make a block of Satan sort of ahead of the week all you need is um vital wheat gluten you can get that from you can get it online or you can get it um in like like health food stores um quite easily uh, i think it's it's not expensive get a bag of that basically mix it with some um, vegetable stock and then you need it like a dough you um boil it only for about 10, 15 minutes. And then you can have that as your sort of meat sauce. And then you can marinate it, marinate it, marinate it. Um, you can fry, you can just treat it like a, a piece of meat. It, is that what, what Satan is? Like, yeah. Mm. So Satan so is, is it? Yeah. It's just like boiled dough. It sounds disgusting. Yeah. But it's <laughs> so high. It does. It's. <laughs> it's so high in protein um it's re it's a low carb it's um low fat it's a very lean alternative to it's very lush the more yeah and it's yeah. Just, i love it, it i feel like it changed my world yeah. Mol. i'm with you i i feel like i stayed clear of mock meat stuff because i just wasn't really that into it until I discovered Satan and now I've fallen completely back down the rabbit hole of mock meats and I've become a mock meat queen because I, (laughs) I've, I just, I, I really, I feel like Satan has the texture of chicken or something that other, others don't. And because it seems to be just basically like a flavor sponge, it just kind of seems to suck everything up. So if it's seasoned nicely, then it's absolutely delicious. And I'm obviously, I'm sure you can have it like deep fried and in a burger, like a kind of KFC. But like Mole said, I went to someone's house the other day who's, who's vegan and she made a, she steamed this Satan and then she put it in with a kind of mushroom, lovely, creamy, again, oatly cream, I believe. Um, 
pie and then we had we had that mm. pie with with broccoli and it was it was super filling because it had the seitan in loads of mushies it was delish yeah that didn't that didn't That's... need a potato or whatever with it it was really good yeah the seitan i feel like if you're going to sort of from your point of view of your husband as well not wanting to cook like two meals i think seitan will be the one that he would be more inclined and getting like trying because I think tofu I hated tofu when I first went vegan I wouldn't touch it I sort of I didn't know how to cook it properly I didn't know how to season it properly and so I just ended up having like this really bland very spongy kind of milky thing and just like why are people obsessed with this I don't understand Um, (laughs) but now I love it I literally have it that's probably the main sort of my main protein source throughout the week I wish I cooked seitan more but I think I'm just so lazy and I don't batch It does seem like a process. I'd, I'm so glad you don't either, Mole. When you guys were yeah. having this little moment of going, oh, I batch, do you batch cook meals? Yes, I batch cook meals. I was sitting here <laughs> feeling like the biggest piece of shit in the world. No, I don't batch cook meals. I don't. I really, I try and I'm just so bad at it. Um, but Esther, if you are, this is, you're the winner here because you can do Satan and it will sort of, last you i think four or five portions so that could be like your evening uh meal and you don't have to necessarily do just like fake chicken you could sort of make a soy and balsamic um marinade with like rosemary and or thyme or a bit of garlic and uh marinate that and it kind of be like a steak um or if you've got liquid smoke that's really good and that'll give you like that steaky smoky flavor grill that for a bit um and that'll give you like the nice char um hmm. it'll just be delicious god i'm making myself hungry I, i'm actually it's like a whole new world <laughs> yeah <laughs> so t- right I'm okay so, excited. so tell me about there's there's other things that concern me here um about the vegan mm-hmm. thing um and the other thing if we've, if we've done our main meals and stuff importantly we need to move on to puddings and there's oh. a lot of dairy in puddings in existing puddings in the Newman household um what do we do there what what are the good replacements for any kind of creamy cheesy chocolatey sort of pudding what's what's good out there are you making these puddings yourself or are they pre-bought oh god I mean you know mostly pre-bought maybe made who who has time to make desserts no yeah (laughs) I can't remember the last in fact once Lemon drizzle in a saucepan. That's which we've spoken about loads on the pod recently. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Didn't realize I had a a cake tin, and I it turned out the next day that I did. Um, But yeah, honestly, (laughs) I think that's the only pudding I've made in a while. I think this is definitely more of a you thing, Esther. That you, I think your my naughty thing is kind of like crisps and wine, and yours is Mm -hmm. is is probably puds, isn't it? it's puds and it's it's but it's grabbable puds so it's like the chocolate yeah. and um sweets I'm fine with I already mm-hmm. am very full very well versed in vegan sweets so all of that yes. is good mm-hmm. um but yeah chocolate a goo, a goo pop or uh like yeah, something like yeah. That. I mean Dave already likes an outpro chocolate thing so I think that's soy based the, the chocolate pots those yeah. are nice um, I I would maybe argue that sort of the dirt d- desserts desserts um are <laughs> quite if that's your like biggest worry I think you're going to be okay. Um, 
what's what supermarket do you shop at? Other supermarkets are available, but what one Other do you shop at? Other supermarkets are available. Sainsbury's mostly. Sainsbury's mostly. That's yeah. fine because I'm pretty sure Sainsbury's have a very good, um, their range, just like as plant pioneers, oh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like loads of vegan desserts. They've got like tiramisu's um, that you can just kind of like grab, not necessarily like the pot ones either, or they might be the pots. I might be lying here. Um, but if you go to the free form stuff, I'm, do you have like cakes, like Victoria sponges and stuff like mm, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> okay. That might that you might have to make. You might have to make the Victoria sponge. <laughs> but it's <laughs> if you make it, it'll be fine because you'll be so proud. Oh, that's true. That's true. I will be, I will be incredibly proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> incredibly proud of yourself and it will be cruelty free. How great is that? You make the buttercream, just get um Ooh. the best butter that is like lure pack equivalent. Uh flora, they do it's not the flora, like the margarine flora. It's flora plant-based and it's in like, um, it's got like a royal blue logo. Um, Ooh. Or, uh, or they've got a salted one as well. So they've got salted or unsalted. Um, so you can have a gay and a block or in a tub. Use that for your buttercream. So you've still got that really nice creamy, creamy yeah, um, taste. Um, donuts wise, like, most donuts are accidentally vegan anyway. Um, so I don't know whether you're a donut gal. Um, Davis. Like the sort of jam or custard ones, mm-hmm. those ones tend to be vegan. Just have a look at the ingredients. Sometimes they change it up, like depend. I don't know. They just, so one week they'll be vegan, one week they won't. It kind of varies. Um, and I heard test- on the grapevine that cheap bourbons are vegan. Is that right? All of, I'm pretty sure all <laughs> bourbons are vegan. <sighs> Bourbon biscuits. And fig rolls, yeah. cheap fig rolls. Re- but even with if they've got a fig in them. Uh, oh yeah, shit! God, this is- <laughs> <laughs> Caught you out. No, <laughs> no. I am vetoing the. Please feel free if you are a vegan who avoids figs to write in and let me know why I'm a horrible piece of shit. But I personally <laughs> believe that figs are plant based that's what plant we're based. going with right because <laughs> yeah. because surely at some point <laughs> like what if things have been fertilized by bees or whatever mm, yeah, yeah that's a whole rabbit hole i'm not willing to go down exactly i, don't even, I think it yeah. starts you down a, a, a whole journey doesn't it like you know if yeah. you're using manure to fertilize your crops that's technically yeah. not vegan i suppose if it's if it's come from a cow's ass I don't know. Well, I'll I tell you what, you whole... guys should look at this as... Yeah. I'm, no, I sorry. I, I didn't mean say, to You guys should look at it as being... No, you guys should look at it as being plant-based, not vegan. Yeah. I think vegan tends to scare people sometimes. I think if you just go with the, I'm plant-based, then you don't have to sort of worry about all the additional things. Like, you don't have to justify oh, my shoe's yourself. vegan. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And Holly, all I was just... I was just going to say, like, um, I think we can say whatever we like on this podcast. But when we, because we're going to swap over, aren't we? We're going to come and <laughs> we're coming onto your podcast. Yeah. We go on that. We're going to have to be really careful about saying no figs are bad. Figs are bad. No honey. No. Oh figs, yeah. No, we'll we'll, we'll no be manure. we'll be on we will totally we'll be on best. We'll be on best. We can behave terribly on our own ones. That's absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> but the re- the reason we're going to we... be going on to 
Yeah, sorry, I was going to say before we are crucified <laughs> by um, by anybody who, for not, because similarly, I mean, our audience are lush and actually tend to love when we don't talk about running quite a lot. But there's always there's always some twat who tells us off because we haven't spoken about running. <laughs> mm. We are going to be going and speaking on the Simply Vegan pod about um, to Molly and the lovely Holly about their running experience because they're also running a half marathon. But yeah. I yeah. wanted to say before we finish, is there anything that you want to ask us, Moll, about running again with a caveat that we're going to be having a, a wider conversation about this? But mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm 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 itching to hear whether you've got any questions about running. Unless Esther, are you happy? Are you is your vegan cup filled? Have you got all you of and your I questions? Were, you and I were asking the same question over one another just then. So yes, that's what I was going to be oh, launching into we? as well. Because I was, Aww. yeah, I do. There's love. So, like, love yeah, so um, <laughs> Molly and Holly from from the Simply Vegan podcast are going to be running the London Landmarks Half Marathon, aren't you? And it's kind of, yeah. so that's why we thought it'd be such a nice idea to link up and kind of exchange what very little wisdom we have, which is, tiny i think tiny but i think we're on uh, we're on the same boat but on just different oceans i am <laughs> my question to you about running is can you please run this marathon for me oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i a marathon it's a half marathon um yeah oh guys i feel like for we had a party on Friday, a works party, and yeah. I feel like all I did, Esther and Holly, was just corner <laughs> you and just be like, I'm scared. I don't want to do this race. I'm really worried. <laughs> and oh. she had, in, in response to that, she had me and Holly just going, walk, just walk. That's essentially what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. We were just, you don't lie. have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I know that you and Hull do want to complete it. And I think that if confidence is your main issue, Molly, first of all, that surprises me because I look at you as the epitome of confidence and and joy. It's it's just because I'm allowed. It's just a a reflex for my nervousness. I just shout. That's so so me as well. and laugh <laughs> yeah yeah shouting and laughing as a defense mechanism forever love that um love that. but i think you i mean quite literally you can use that to your advantage you can shout and laugh your way around in a sense that mentally the battle is going to be a lot there it, it, yeah. i'm pointing to my head for the listener that um <laughs> that's my experience and i think I've also faced the same kind of like fears. Um, It's like, for me, it's like, am I going to be able to, am I going to let people down if I don't manage to complete it? Am I going to look silly? Am I going to, I just, I get these nerves that I don't get about other things when it comes to physical stuff because it's not where I feel in my kind of comfort zone. Um, But I think you, if you already have that ability to turn your nervousness into positivity in that way that can make other people feel good and can make you feel good about yourself, then I think that's going to be where a lot of the battle is going on is when you have those moments of like, oh my God, I can't do this, or this is really hard, or this is a bit painful, which there are definitely going to be those moments. But Mm -hmm. you are going to have the best 
armor you can possibly have in your mental strength compared to your physical strength genuinely I hope that was so nice oh <laughs> that just made me feel so much we all cry. <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I just think that like I'm just such a not a defeatist, but in my head I'm like, what if I am the person that finishes last? And I know there's nothing wrong with finishing last. That's yes. it's it's not a I'm not looking at it as like I need to be the first one to cross that line. Like yeah. I know I'm not going for me, this is just a test of how I can push myself and it's a challenge. It's not me going there as like I want to be, you know, fifth out of thousands of people whatever mm-hmm. but what if i am last out of thousands of people what do i do then do i mm-hmm. just what happens yeah i mean i think i've been there as well i think that's maybe less of a fear for you esther because esther's getting secretly speedy now um no i'm not i'm not brag. i'm not i'm not i'm not <laughs> not not but mega I do, speedy not not but mega I understand speedy, but you're i do mm. i do understand this fear because it it mm. comes up all the time doesn't it it comes up all the yeah. time and it's and it's not just a fear of coming last it's it's people being able to look at you and be able to point that out isn't it because you're if you're the last yeah. across the line it's it's everyone knowing that so it's not just you knowing it it's everyone else knowing it and yeah it's, it's almost impossible i can say right here that any race you do particularly something as massive as london landmarks i think it's almost impossible for you to come last i what you what i want okay. what's really useful to do is to look at the cutoff time for your race and then consider mm-hmm. how fast you would walk that time. You know, so walk that distance. So yeah. if if it's a 13-mile race and the cutoff time is um, three and a half hours, think yeah. how fast you walk. And most kind of um, moderately fit people would be able to walk on the flat roughly, what, four miles an hour? So yeah. you can comfortably finish a half marathon at a nice lick on, nice pace, but also just walking and talking. You can do that in three hours. So okay. yeah, don't worry about coming last because if they've got a cutoff time of like three and a half hours, there will be people that will be coming in way, way behind you if you just yeah. walked it. Yeah. You won't be just Definitely. walking it. You'll be running at least most of it. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just don't worry about that. Also, there's that other and tip. Even, there even if Jackson. you do. I, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to say more. We did a we did a pod. I mean, actually, we didn't. This was back in the very early days of the women's running pod. I think it's just Esther interviewing Lisa Jackson, who has written some stuff for the mag before and a couple of bits for the website. She is a really interesting and inspirational person to listen to if you are having those fears, because she okay. is she basically has made it her kind of usp that she that she comes is is that a weird phrase to use that's for a bit businessy isn't it what's the term what do i mean i would say usp yeah, yeah it's a her USP. usp that yeah. she that she that she comes last and she's proud of how many marathons and half marathons that she's that she's come last in because but, but, that's time on your feet yeah, and all I was going to say was that like she's come mm. last, but she's only come last in ones that are not very populated. You know, so oh, it's definitely. not like she. You know, this is not you know. this is not yeah a fear that you that you need to have for sure. But um, but you know that's that's something that she looks to as evidence for the fact that she can spend seven and a half eight hours on her feet 
um, yeah. when other people can only do three or four. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that that is that's yeah. a thing in itself. Like if your goalposts shift in terms of what you're kind of aiming for. Um, but honestly, yeah, I, I feel really self-conscious of my pacing um, that um, I decided to set myself a, a bit of a different goal for the half marathon that we ran in October and yeah. I just said rather than having a time in mind I wanted to run the whole thing and it meant that there were bits where I thought oh my god there are people who are overtaking me walking but I just knew that I wanted to even if it was like the ploddiest plod at some point yeah. when I was getting really tired I was like my goal is that I want to run the whole thing and so I think if you have something that you particularly want to achieve in mind that's going to become so much more important to you than any of the other stuff like where you come in the pack or whatever and yeah as yeah. I said London landmarks even in the bath half I think there are about 1500 people who ran it slower than I did and um I w felt like I was pretty slow so you know okay. I, you'll be fine you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and I feel so much better and also there was the other piece of um advice I've always loved from Lisa Jackson is that she always talks about like if you're ever concerned about whether you I don't know like belong on the start line of that race um yeah. then watch that race like watch the London Marathon for instance I know it's not the London Marathon that you're doing but watch the people finishing London Marathon from about five hours onwards just watch them because you're not going to see generally speaking uh elite runners crossing the line of a of a marathon at five hours you're going to be watching lots of normal people and you see just like the whole of like the london marathon community crossing the line at that point and it's so heartwarming because people are just you know they're all shapes and sizes they've done all their training they've kind of they worked really hard to get to that point um and you know some of them walk over the finish line some of them run over it some on sprint you know, some are joyful, most of them burst into tears immediately. And it's just, it's a very kind of, um, I don't know, it just sort of brings you all together and it makes you sort of realise that we're, we're all in it together and it doesn't, it doesn't matter when you finish, it's just mm -hmm. that you finished yeah. is the thing. But yeah, the chances of you coming last are, are practically nil. Okay. So. I really Maybe that's wouldn't. my challenge is to come last. Exactly. <laughs> totally. That would be the challenge. <laughs> and then admit you will be the person who spent the longest time running that day, which is oh, the biggest. Yeah. So you win. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Positives. Positives. Okay. I do feel better now. I think I think because I've just had a couple of weeks off, I had shin splints, um, which mm -hmm. I we said I'm set calling them shin splints. I've not been diagnosed with shin splints, but my shins hurt and it felt like my shins splinted yes um and then I had COVID and then I was just like right I've had a couple of weeks off and then I sort of it dawned on me like oh I've only got three months just over three months mm -hmm. left and I can just about run 5k oh so, truly you perfect that, uh, yeah perfect yeah. position to be in smashing okay. it already yeah okay. exactly yeah exactly okay Thanks. Yeah. You're going to be so great. You've got so much time. You've got like so therapy. much time. I love it. <laughs> That's basically how I usually feel at the end of our podcast, actually. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> Me too. It's nice to talk about something other than food, though. I feel, I, to be fair, we do, we just talk about everything on our podcast, but it's quite nice to talk about it to other people as well. Not that I didn't like, love Holly. I'm rambling now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. 
This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly, free access to our monthly live chats and you can listen ad-free too. And if you join our cheer squad tier for just £6 a month, there are bonus podcasts to be had. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.